War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. Release of Age of Conan. Unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Age of Conan Magnetic. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. Episode 115 of Channel Massive. And this is a really exciting episode because two of us are virtually there, and yet there are four hosts. But who Virtual. is our special fourth host? Seventh slash fourth guest. <laughs> <laughs> it is Blameful Gecko. Listener, first time caller, long time lover of Channel Massive. All the time. All the time. All night long. <laughs> no drugs necessary here. It's Blameful Gecko. Uh, this episode of Channel Massive is being sponsored by UGT servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee... You'd be crazy not to check them out, so head over to UGT-Service.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs. What do we have in store for our unsuspecting? <laughs> I have no idea. It's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a smorgasbord. Smorgasbord of... There'll be email and tweets discussed. Yes. They were, there will be what the hell we've been playing. Yes. There will be the weekend gaming which will cover MMO news, general gaming news, and, and a little bit shit. of weird shit. And we'll follow that all up with perhaps one, perhaps two Blogosteria stories to... Two Blogosteria stories? Well, we have... It looks like we have... No, oh, we, we have, have one... We have one... It's one Blogosteria story that's involving two of our favorites. That's what it is. It's a Sin duel. <laughs> Sin Kane versus Tobold. WordPress to the death. They're gonna so, clack their special ed helmets together. Yes. <laughs> no doubt. Um so without much further ado, let's roll it. so glad that you could ask. I'm glad to ask that question, Noah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it from you, Jason. <laughs> it's different when you're you're asking me from afar, across the miles of... I know. It's like, when miles. you're sitting right next to me, it's, it's kind of violent. Why did you it? make the gesture like this, like so he's sitting on your lap? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was very disturbing. <laughs> anyway. I'm glad I'm not there to see it. All right. <laughs> 
since it was a Thanksgiving Day weekend, that means I got to spend a bunch of time with my parents, who you know are massive gamers. Yeah, so you're, you know what, Noah, and I, I have to say this: your parents are—they so, have to be like the coolest parents on the planet because my they are. parents would not even think about playing video games ever. <laughs> Alone, each have their own Xbox 360. It's ridiculous. No, yeah, they each have their own. That's that's great. I love it. Has I your, love my parents. Has your mom knitted like a uh, case for hers though? <laughs> she was never a knitter. She was more of a cross stitcher, but she hasn't done that in a long time. So, I'll have to ask her that. Maybe she can cross stitch me a, an Xbox 360 Christmas ornament because I do have some. Oh, Anyways, you should get an Xbox 360 cozy to overheat the thing faster. Oh, that's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> make it make it get the red ring of death. Yep, and quicker. You can just send it off. Exactly. I actually think that cozies and the term cozy should just be outlawed. <laughs> what's that thing? That, cozies. What's that fucking thing that's like a a tarp that you wear that's made out of like Muppet skin? A snuggie. Oh, a snuggie. A snuggie. Oh my. <laughs> Oh, you, you guys, you guys, I got a Christmas Snuggie theme song for you. It's going to blow your mind. No, oh, dude, send, send don't it. do it. Oh. We'll do it. We'll put it in oh. the music. No, this thing is absurd. This was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, now th- with these videos, this is a friend of my, my girlfriend's, uh, this guy named Jeremy, right? Okay. Just off-the-wall craziness. Um, to get the full effect... You have to be drunk and watch them about 17 times. Oh, no. And then once they're buried into your head, like, they're forever. They're, <laughs> they're forever. <laughs> you know, so, so go on with your uh, weekend gaming. Uh, okay, I'll just your... list off the games that I played, and you can let me know if you have, if you want any input or feedback <laughs> no, on them. Give us your entire input. Uh, well, I forced my dad to play the Left 4 Dead 2 demo which he still doesn't really like the game because it's too frantic and stressful for him. And the split screen that we had was vertical split screen, which he really didn't like. He's like, it's like a train looking through a keyhole. Okay. So I'm like, oh, well, it was still a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to play that game. I also played through and finished Ben 10 Alien Force Vilgax Attacks, which is a, one of many licensed titles we've received at Nintendojo. We received a whole batch of those, and that actually ended up being the best one, so I lucked out. Huh. <laughs> it ended up being fun. So I also, basically what you ended up doing is you, you spread out like all these games amongst yourselves, and you pick the, the best one for yourself to review. Is that what you're telling me? No, I picked the one that I got a chance to see in development. Okay. That was the one that I could see in development. <laughs> okay. I wanted to see what the final product looked so, was. So everybody else on your team got screwed? <laughs> I had no idea what the quality was of those other games. They could have been good. They seemed okay in the demos that we saw at E3. Okay. <laughs> also, in addition to that, I played some Batman Arkham Asylum and some Ghostbusters just to show my dad what they're like to see if he could get into them. And my mom really wanted to see my satanic cheerleading squad, so I showed her some WeChair too. Ah, so how did, did she love WeChair 2? <laughs> it was funny because uh, I told her that I was playing as a male cheerleader because the game gives you a chance to play as either a female or a male, uh-huh. but that doesn't change the choreography. So there's this one song that I wanted to show her because it's the worst defender of the bunch and that all the cheer squad turns away from you, including your male cheerleader, and then they smack their hands and their buttons over their hips around. <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> and I was just like showing that and some other routines to my mom, and she's like, he's kind of gay. 
<laughs> I know. I like, you know, it's, like, it's only a partial band-aid that I actually get to play as a male cheerleader, but the choreography is still very girly, so it doesn't really, that doesn't change. But I, I think, in a way, it makes it kind of funnier. But it adds a degree of camp that wasn't there before. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, the last thing I played was Lego Rock Band on the DS. Oh! So how was that? It's actually pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have ever played Frequency or Ampl- Amplitude, where you had to tap the PlayStation buttons uh, on a note highway, and then you would do the bass line, do the drums, do the vocals, synthesizer. That's how the DS version works, at least. And uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's It's Lego Rock Band, so the songs are like... Uh, Ghostbusters and Suddenly I See and, I don't know, Fallout Boy and All-American Reject, stuff like that. So it's really poppy, but I've always liked that game mechanic. Unfortunately, on the DS, they put a lot of the card's memory towards the songs, which none of which are complete. I think, well, like a few of them are, but most of them cut out about two-thirds of the way through, which is relatively satisfying, because you at least hear the bridge in the middle. Um, But, like, the presentation... Uh, You know... I mean, if the you pres- know the whole song and, you, and then you expect to hear the whole song and you don't end up hearing the whole song, I think that was- yeah, that's kind of disappointing. There's no presentation to it. It's like you got all these cool Lego aspects, but it's like it just fixates on the Lego characters. The one interesting touch is if you play a David Bowie song, then David Bowie replaces the singer character in your band, and if you play a Queen song, then all four of the Lego members are Queen Lego members, which is kind of interesting. And then you unlock them after that, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Is the uh, is the gameplay satisfying? Because I know the uh, added attachment for like the Guitar Hero, you know the the Guitar Hero DS game. Yeah. Like that thing was that thing was absolutely crazy. But this is all just tapping, right? Like you're doing the same thing for each instrument. Yeah. Even the vocals. It's a four stream note highway for everything. And left on the D pad is the the uh, the the first stream. Up on the D pad is the second. The X button is the third, and the A button is the fourth. So it's it's kind of funky. It's hard to get used to, for sure. Mm. I'd, I like the guitar grip, but the problem with the guitar grip on the DS is that it kind of gives you really bad hand cramps. Oh, yeah, that, kill, that kills my hand. Yeah. How about so you? those are my impressions. Mark, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing Struggling with Windows 7, a new, <laughs> a new immersive game. Uh-huh. Uh, I've downloaded like this big game pack on uh, Steam so I've been playing some Red Faction Guerrilla oh which I like quite a bit that's a kick-ass game isn't it I was really surprised yes I I was like because I'd played Red Faction a long time ago and no I never completed it but I got fairly far before I somehow lost interest but um, I was just amazed it's like wow this thing has come a long way it's really cool and cinematic and the the first mission where you go and you blow up like this base is like just awesome. It's, I, and it just it continues to be like that. And I don't know what it is, but it is so satisfying to take down towering structures with just a gigantic sledgehammer. Oh yeah, that sledgehammer is awesome. The charges. And then I, I've heard from people too that it's got some really cool like, um, re- really cool combinations of things you can do that you wouldn't like. Necessary, like you know how people always complain about like GTA, like how you, you know, there's only one way to really do this or that, um, you know, like 
you want to you want to go and you want to you want to rescue somebody or something and you, if you if you don't go to the right place at the right time like there won't be the right combination of NPCs there something won't line up correctly and you won't be able to pull it off but i've heard that in this one later on you do you can do you can tackle project or you can tackle your your tasks in a variety of different ways and in no particular way is the right way but because of the landscape so destructible you, you can have you know just a, a, a total myriad of different approaches to take and I find that kind of appealing I really like the visuals of it too it's just it's really cool looking so I've been playing that uh, what else a little bit of Dragon Age not much and of course some League of Legends you're a horde of the League of Legends aren't you yep I am <laughs> I, I still continue to lose I'm on this terrible terrible losing streak that's not going to reflect negatively on your review, is it? Yeah. <laughs> if the game, my character should be overpowered. So, I don't know what's going on there, but hmm. anyway, that that pretty much sums it up for my week. And then Windows Seven keeps crashing. So, interesting. A little annoyed by that. Uh, Eric, what have you been doing? Okay, so first things first, Champions Online. You're still I'm still playing it. Champions Online, Eric. Yeah. Oh, you don't. It's it's like an action figure, you know. Like you get you get what you put in. <laughs> so so I I just finished my my seven character concept that I've been working on since launch since before launch, trying to figure this stuff out. Is that and uh, uh, your your naked bum con- concept? No, no. That char- see the hard part about making joke characters, I make them so disgusting that I can't play them. <laughs> like that that character. He shoots frozen pee. Yes. And and it's uh, it's they do such a good job of making like you know stylized water effects and everything <laughs> that that I'll shoot someone and there's little droplets of yellow something and so I only play that character for like ten minutes at a time before I have to log off. I can't fly around on a yellow ice sled. Yeah. No. Oh, that's fun. That's fun because that's... the problem is I won't level. I'll just go if anyone's standing just just around. I'll just go right above them and then just type, you know, um, you know, uh, golden shower, <laughs> golden shower, and I'm I'm singing it too because this is great. <laughs> just watching it, ugh. you're a sick individual. Oh, it's great. Is all I can say. But yeah, I got I got the seven character concept down. I've been trying. I, I'm like I just hit 36 today, so I'm trying to get to that 40 so I can get the nemesis confrontation stuff because that. I'm just hearing nothing but good things about that. That's crazy good stuff. You know, you're unlocking more more costumes, all that stuff, and the cycle continues. So, and then I got Alad's Online. I've been messing around with that and closed beta. Luckily, they, they're not playing any games like some, some companies do. It's a closed beta, but it's an open beta somewhere else, so they don't have any NDA. They know it's pointless, so they just go ahead and let you just spout out anything. Um, so I'm played that played some Algonon online or Algonon I guess it's just Algonon um, that whoa that that MMO is messed up I just um, I played some of that too I forgot to mention yeah I um opinion I showed it to Noah and Jason as, as I would whoa jump from it's it. just messed up I would jump that's your that's your your yeah, your Twitter review summary. Because I would jump from rock to another and fly across the screen uh-huh. because the movement mechanics are so crappy. Oh, and did you notice the weird animation? Like I, you know, so hopefully 
I did a write up on this, and it's all going to be on the site, you know, soonish. Tomorrow. But tomorrow, yeah. So the the animations are so freaking weird in this game. If you if you can still get in, okay, Mark, go ahead and try to make a human character, and then move them around. You know how you grab the character and kind of swivel them around? Yeah. The animation is so awkward. It looks like his his big man boobs are jiggling. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then you can jump from an incredibly long height, and just like Mark said, it's it's floaty as all hell, right? Yeah, but when it, it, they loop these animations in such an awkward way, you're, you're you're jumping off of an area, and all it looks like your character is doing is just humping the air, totally, <laughs> like it's just just dry humping the air all over the place, and it's amazing. Like I just I ran up a hill and jumped down it a bunch of times just to see it, <laughs> and that'll be free to play, right? No, no, my friend. That thing, that thing is now. This is what they're saying. They're saying it's nine ninety nine right now because of the soft launch, right? Right. But it's gonna be fourteen ninety nine. They want you to spend fourteen ninety nine on a fuzzy looking World of Warcraft. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it has some really great based MMO, and they're gonna charge that much for it. Wow. Is that fourteen ninety nine a month or fourteen ninety nine to buy it and then a penny? <laughs> oh no. No, they're, I don't know what they're going to do. Anyways, I went ahead and beat chapter 3 and 4 of Tales of Monkey on, uh, Tales of uh, Monkey Island, so that was great. I, I love adventure games, so I always try to fit in. I'm always playing at least one, you know? Excellent. Um, Mirror's Edge, you know, the, all the black... The, I don't understand this. Black Friday stuff is exploding when I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. So, it always works, man. Yeah. So I went ahead and at least got one thing. I got Mirror's Edge since it was five bucks. There you go. Wow. That's a good deal, though. It really is. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Mirror's Edge. Noah's like going, God, I paid sixty. It was worth it. I'm happy I paid full price for it. It's a kick-ass game. Yeah, it's one of those games that you just, you know, you just think, why? What was I doing? Like you immediately get in and it just hits you with this really sleek style that you have fun from the beginning. You, uh, you have to be in the right mood for it. You, you have you can be a cynical person like so many people that tried it out and just like I give up. I'm a wuss. It's not easy. I, ha- I have it on the PC, but I just I've never really played it or gotten into it. Yeah. Well, I think uh, it, you know most of those uh, acrobatic games like Prince of Persia or something like that. Yeah. Um, they have this this kind of sticky quality quality to them. And the few hours that I've played it so far, you know, it's a little bit more precise. You have to look at what you're going to do, and you're gonna you're gonna die some because it's all about getting that perfect run. So, yeah, gotcha. Did, didn't you play it without using a weapon, Noah? Yeah, I finished it without using a gun. Wow, which was awesome. Yeah, that's like that's like an achievement, isn't it? Like get an yes. achievement for it if you if you do that. That's right. Yeah, huh. I think it's like a hundred point achievement or something. I couldn't imagine, you know, playing a game like that without having to shoot somebody. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there is one point where I snapped, <laughs> and I, uh, I'm like, I could not get past this certain section. I think about a third of the way in, and I'm just like, ah! And I just took a gun and I gunned everybody down. <laughs> and I'm like, dang it! I can't lose the achievement. There has to be a way to finish this, and so. I shut it off without saving, and I came back through, and I eventually got through it. But there's this one section that will just drive you insane. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to that, then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so, and then lastly, 
I always, you know, I'm out a lot running around, and what's there for me all the time? Nintendo DS. So I went ahead and played some Fantasy Star Zero uh, on the DS, which is, uh, well, it's it's kind of an MMO. Uh, I don't know. If you, it's it's like a, a, a online dungeon crawler, right? So you just, I mean, it, it's fun. Uh, it's it'd be more fun with more people, but uh, but uh, you you kill things and then you get loot and then you put it on and to kill more things. So. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course the game that I I I cannot turn on my my DS without at least playing one round of is Osu Tatake Uendan, which is um it's a rhythm based cheerleader game. It's a from cheerleading Japan. game. Yeah. yeah. Now this, unlike whatever you know, Noah was talking about this, these girly guys. These guys are hardcore cheerleaders. Like they're manly men. They, uh, they dance by yeah. They they dance by punching. Okay. Yeah. They move around. They do some half circles, and that thing is so powerful. You know, it's it broke some kind of something. So yeah, but it's great. It's got like um like a weird like manga storyline, and then you you're pretty much cheering people along. They 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 have some kind of crazy hardship, and you pretty much help them succeed by rocking it. Wow. Cheerleader style, yeah. It's 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 a fantastic. Have you heard of that game, Noah? Oh yeah, I imported it, and I also have the American version, which is Elite Beat Agents. Oh yeah, awesome games. Do you, you feel threatened at all by Eric's presence tonight? <laughs> no, I feel that Eric is a kindred spirit. In the game. <laughs> yeah, soulmates are united at last. Yeah, yes, we, it's... we've. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. We've felt the you know the cold hard rod of of Nintendo on our back, <laughs> dominating oh, us. Is, uh, maybe we should move off to the uh, mail mail segment. M A I L. Uh, Chris chimed in and he said, uh, Did you guys get Left 4 Dead 2 for the 360? I picked it up today and I'm having a lot of fun. I'm terrible at the game, but it's got so many improvements over the original. Any of you want, to, any of you want my Fallen Earth account? On a recent show, you guys mentioned that you haven't touched it yet, so I thought you might want it. The game wasn't for me, and I forgot to cancel it. The subscription runs out in the middle of December. So we've got a listener who just wants to hand over his Fallen Earth account. Yeah, that doesn't bode well for me. I don't know that that's a glowing review. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Unendorsed. As far as Left 4 Dead 2 goes, I do plan on getting it for the 360 very soon. Um, it's in it's in the works. I plan on it. Uh, I just I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I've I've got a couple other games that I've been uh, planning on playing. Right on. Uh, how about you guys? You guys gonna delve into the world of Left 4 Dead 2? Well, I I bought Left 4 Dead one and I've only played it like twice. <laughs> yeah. And it's not because I'm uninterested. I just haven't had a time because I mean I haven't right. had the time 
in the in the in the time that I had like dedicated in advance to get together with some friends and play it, which is how I'd like to play it, right? Know, even you know, yeah. online or whatever. That's how I'd like to play it. My understanding is that Left 4 Dead 2 is just basically takes Left 4 Dead, the original Left 4 Dead, and makes it ten times better. Well, yeah, Chris, I cannot wait to get that game. Unfortunately, I asked for it. I put it on my Christmas yeah, list. That's so I cannot join you until then, but as soon as I get that game, I totally want to kill some zombies with you. So, yes, please. What let's I want to do is, and I keep, I keep thinking about that scene where, where they're all in the mall, and they're coming down the, the elevator shaft, and all they see is just a shitload of zombies. Oh, that's the, like, the preview for it? Yeah, yeah. surrounding them. Mm-hmm. I keep looking at that, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta do that. <laughs> I have to do that. I'm so there. That looks too damn cool to not to not just try and experience at least once. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but we have a lot of Fallen Earth Found Boys coming out of the woodwork today. Uh, Ron, listener Ron, sends us a trial key. He says, hi guys, I have a trial key. For Fallen Earth, I think after listening to Jason mention that MMO developers need to try something new, this is a step in that direction. Although there are still the same type of quests in other MMOs, I think it's a refreshing approach. Not to mention, I know you guys are big Fallout fans. Give it a try. And so he sent us a key for that. So thank you, Ron. We'll uh, we'll put it to good use. I, I think I think I've managed to get Eric. Our, our our newfound uh Patriots day. Yep, yep. Hey, uh, I, I think I've I think I've convinced him that he needs to do that. I don't know. <laughs> well, you, you know, I I have a lot of respect for the game. I every time I play, I, I it the pace the pace in which you play that game, it's uh, I don't know. You're in a post-apocalyptic world, but it feels really soothing. You have an objective. <sighs> It's. I'm gonna go ahead and play it. I'm. I'm definitely gonna go ahead and play it. And and uh, it's. It just doesn't. I think there's a lot of time that has to be spent on it. And if if a lot of good games, I'm just gonna tell you, the Creeping Darkness Guild and, and Champions Online, that died because of all these great games coming out, like Left 4 Dead 2 and uh, Borderlands, Dragon Age, stuff right. like that. If you get distracted by one of those, I, I mean, I'd cancel my account in Fallen Earth if if I was taken away from Left 4 Dead. So yeah, it can happen. <laughs> yeah, there's just you know, it's like that crazy time of year when all all these games are coming out and yeah, you're just under assault with new shiny objects. Exactly. I mean, you know, in the, these past, you know, well, you know, December is actually if you if you think about it, it's a pretty slow month right. for game releases, but November. Yeah, October and November, they were huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Borderlands, you had um, Left 4 Dead 2, Modern, Modern Warfare 2. I mean, you had so many games out there that just came out all at this, or all around the same time. So, uh, yeah. So, actually, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about it, even going into the new year, up until at least uh, next year, at the beginning of the year when Mass Effect is supposed to be released. Um, there's really not a whole lot as far as, like, big, huge, yeah. ginormous game releases to look forward to. So, you know, now's the time to do it, I guess, if you're looking at, if you're looking at it that way. Um, Eric, I, I understand you have some 
Allies Online closed beta keys to give giveaway. So why don't you talk about that? Yep, the uh, the creator of our website over at the the guild website creepingdarkness.com, a guy named Viral. He's been going crazy. Like he's he's gone. He's created this kind of like uh, forum slash blog posting site uh, for our guild, and he's pretty much emailed every single every single free to play. Um, uh, MMO developer that you can think of to try to get uh, keys, and w- the one that I pressed them on most was Alads Online because, I mean, for a free-to-play game, it's 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 a lot of fun, you know. Um, so we we've got uh, about 50 keys over on the site, and when this comes out, we're gonna have posted. And uh, any any of the listeners that want to go and check it out, feel free to. Uh, it's I think the closed beta two is is going to end uh, December 15th, and then they're going to roll right into a, th- a closed beta 3. And uh, from the patch notes of it, they're, they're pretty much listening to the community and adjusting XP rate and uh, fixing bugs and doing all that stuff. So. Something to check out. Wow, cool. Yeah. Cool. So they have to go to the website to, to qualify? Well, yeah, we're just, you know, it's one of those things where all you have to do is just uh, post a, post on one of the comments... And then uh, Viral, who manages all of that kind of stuff, will send you a key, awesome. and you'll be good to go. That sounds good. The creeping-darkness.com. I'm sorry. Yes. Creeping-darkness.com <laughs> is the place to go. <laughs> right. And it's a it's a, a guild spanning multiple games. There are official and unofficial uh, guilds for Channel Massive, I guess right. you could call it. Yep. Yeah, well, pretty much. You know, we have, the thing is, several. is that with, with this guild, is that you know, it, it's just it's it's run by you know a couple fans of our show. Um, we're not necessarily totally tied to them, uh, so we love them. We leave them. They don't care. They're 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 just willing participants either way. I hate saying that, but it's a great. No, no, I, I, I actually, I, and, and we like it that way because we do tend to jump from game to game. Uh, oh yeah. So it's not necessary, you know. But you know, whenever we do join a guild, it's what it's what we like to call home. Yep. And any new MMO is probably guaranteed to be a presence by Creeping Darkness. Yes, and and Massive will be there. Mm-hmm. And any of the failed MMOs, you'll you'll. Be sure to see a ghost ship of empty, uh, empty guild hall with people in darkness. A wash on the beach. Oh. It's, it's content spilled about randomly. Oh, yeah. But when it first, when it first, uh, you know, uh, washed upon those open seas, it was, it was amazing. It had lights and, and strippers. It was awesome. Now, no doubt. Just a ghost. Um, yeah. There's something else here in the mail. Wow, that is. Yeah. What's that? Not sure what... Well, see, Jason, you got okay. yourself a secret admirer. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and they, 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 I don't know, they like you a little bit. Uh, almost as much as, uh, you know, how much they like Alistair from, uh, oh Dragon Age Origins, I okay? Alistair. Yeah. He's a fucking <laughs> tiny bastard. So... So yes. you've met him, okay? Well, so well I can't know, stand him. In guy. fact, I kicked him out of my party the the first second I could get a chance to. 
I have to agree with you. Yeah. Uh, my well, my, my guy on Dragon Age is kind of like right. the most evil guy you can think of. It's, it's hard to do it in the game because, like, like Fallout Three, you blow up a place and you sure. never have to visit it again. This when you when you leave in Dragon Age, you'll leave a town and they 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 make you watch them being eaten by zombies or some craziness, you know. So um, that game's <laughs> awesome. Anyways, I need you to combine. This admires two loves. Her love of hearing your voice okay. coming out through the speakers and watching Alistair do his little okay. night thing on the game. So I've got a series of quotes here okay. that I just need you to read. Just read oh. with, with passion. With little Jason. Right. So I, I see four quotes here, so I, I'll try my best. Um, Warden senses. Tingling! Andraste's flaming sword. I know where babies come from. <laughs> Have you ever licked a lamppost in winter? Mmm. Wet frocks. Oh, mm. Say that one again. Wet frocks. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sure. That's good stuff. So sure. Who's this admirer? <laughs> and what are you doing with yourself? <laughs> I have no idea. It's probably it's probably naked Sten and naked Sten. Yeah, Sten was never the same after yes. that patch or that yes. uh, bug patch thing. God damn naked Sten. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that was it for the email and tweets. Let's get on with our weekend gaming segment. Hey Jason, what time is it? It's time for the weekend gaming. So, Noah, what's the latest in MMO news this week? Well, over from Obvious Land, when the Nine lost World of Warcraft, <laughs> it lost a bunch of profit. Could it, how could it be? That doesn't make any kind of sense. The Nine is China's... The, was the company that operated World of Warcraft over in China, and you may recall the many times we've talked about contractual disputes, and it going over to NetEase, World of Warcraft that is, and leaving the Nine to just peddle its simpler wares that nobody wants. Yeah, simpler wares like what? Nothing? Like, um, yeah. Like tech, tech. <laughs> well, if you're going to use like a Chinese metaphor, it's no longer the fireworks that explode and make the big pretty lights, it's just little stinky, smelly snakes that you light up on the ground. Oh, right? yeah. Ash snakes. Yeah, there they, we go. They were doing Soul of the Ultimate Nation, also known as Sun, Sword of the New World, Fife Online, and Atlantica Online. Oh, oh SWAT no, comes again. <laughs> to World of Warcraft. But, but they lost, you know, the thing is, is that they lost, let's see, since the split became final, there was a 91% drop between <laughs> last quarter and this one. Ninety-one percent. That must have gone over well with the board yeah. of directors. Uh, Bring forth the person who let call this that, go. I would call that kind of uh, Ooh, prepare, monumental. Prepare execution sword. Yeah, that was bad. Bad, bad, bad move. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, not a bad move. It's just that, you know, hey, we just lost the biggest 
MMO contract. We led, we led the proverbial cash cow to a stream inhabited by piranha and forgot <laughs> to pull it out. Yes. <laughs> All we got out of it was a nose ring. That's it, and a cowbell. So, yeah, so that's pretty cool, huh? Good for them. <laughs> so how many how many people are uh, spending their times playing MMOs, though, Mark? How many people? What's 20% percent of all gaming money goes to MMOs. And by gaming, I don't imagine they mean gambling, because that would be a dramatically different thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe one of you guys can explain this to me, because there's a chart that's later embedded into this article over on Gama Sutra, and if you look at the pie chart for U.S., it says that MMOs are 9%, and PC games are 20%, so I skimmed the article, maybe I missed a detail, but I don't understand why the picture says it's 9%, but the headline says it's 20 Well, what they did is they combined um, game portals and traditional MMOs and counted that as MMOs in their headline. So if you count a game portal like a way to play... What is that, like MapleStory or something? Yeah, RuneQuest or or Desktop Tower Defense, which is definitely a networked game, but not necessarily a MMO. MMO. Like the is networked. Even a lot of those games on those portals aren't networked. So I mean, you could if you actually if you counted Steam, it'd be way different. Considering you can be chatting with people on Steam while you're playing Dragon Age or whatever. Right. But anyway, yeah, that's the that's the, the statistic. They did it. Uh, so this is a Gamma Sutra article. They they covered um, the U.S., the U.K., Belgium, Netherlands, France, and Germany and showed all the different percentages that the gamers are playing consoles, mobile phone games, game portals, PC games, and MMOs. And because, to date, most all MMOs are subsets of PC games, you could kind of combine those two to get uh, 29% for the U.S., or combine that with portals and get, you know, 40%. So the rest, you know, the... Consoles get a huge, get the lion's share of the attention as far as gamers go, which is not, it's another uh, straight from obvious land thing, as Noah would say. In the U.S., it's 57% of people are playing those. 3% are playing mobile games, mobile phone games. I find that to be disturbingly low. Yeah, uh, and perhaps... Don't tell (laughs) Apple... Yeah, the iPhone will destroy all the world when it's ready. Once it gains sentience, and, uh, anyway, yes. sprouts tentacles. But the new iPhone GS three T. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I think the other, I think one other cool takeaway from this article is that it shows that forty percent of gamers are playing games on a PC. Yeah. Just to go back to that old chestnut about PC gaming is dying. Well, if that was true, then this would be. A much smaller yeah, total. Yeah, that's a good point. And actually, um, it's it's a it's pretty big number in the U.S. and and across the world it looks like. So, yeah. Oh yeah, and they always only half of PC gaming essentially, right. which is a yeah. lot for one genre, but. And they always have that the UK UK players always say that they play. PC games way more than U.S. players, and from this information, it looks like it's, it's exactly right. More. Yeah. 
Anyway, anyway, interesting, fun with statistics. We all love <laughs> pie charts. And speaking of statistics and completionists, a Taiwanese man has beaten yes, World of Warcraft. Yes, that's right, World of Warcraft players. You can stop playing World of Warcraft now because, well, it's our, everything that's needed to be done is done. It's all done. It's all done, so stop playing now. Abandon... Abandon your false god. <laughs> <laughs> because if you can't be first, you're last. You're this lame. is from Destructoid.com. Taiwan has been named first Why ever person to successfully complete World of Warcraft, collecting the game's staggering 986 achievements to effectively do everything there is to do in the hugely successful MMO. This is literally the most amazing news of the day. Little <laughs> <laughs> Grey beat the game after killing 390,875 creatures, administering 7,255,538.878 points of damage. Yeah, something must have been mitigated by some kind of damage reduction. Yes, completing 5,906 quests, averaging 14 quests a day, raiding 508 dungeons, and hugging 11 players. <laughs> and I'm sure those 11 players are all the better for it. But wait, this is not without controversy. No. Yep, it appears. That's right, there's the BB King achievement or mission or whatever the hell it is. It's a he didn't get that but there was a glitch in an old PvP achievement that gave him the extra point that, that BB King achievement would have given him. So his world achievements world events achievements is only one hundred and thirty eight oh. out of one hundred and thirty nine. But the PvP bug gives him one sixty five out of one sixty four which gives him the total of nine eighty six out of nine eighty six <laughs> that he needs. Although if he was a real completionist, he would get that extra point and he would have oh, yeah. oh, out of snap. He sucks. What you need. <laughs> I love I love this Gamma Sutra article, how it how it ends. It says, Hey, he's a wow he's a wild player. He'll probably achieve nothing else in life. Let the man have this. <laughs> Let him have his day. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well congratulations, I guess. Um, everybody else can just, uh, I don't know, forget about it. Quit. Play it any longer. There's no yeah. reason to. It's <laughs> all good. I was going to resub, but, I mean, now it's done. Whoa, yeah, it's WoW is dead wow. now, no doubt. <laughs> dead to me now, yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, let's talk about some Age of Conan, I guess. Uh, right? The Rise of the God Slayer. Yes! Demo is live as of December 17th, I mean, December 7th, 2009. Uh, so you'll be, uh, you'll be able to get a free one-hour play session. One hour? Oh, you'll Ooh. get to watch a one-hour. Oh, you'll watch a one-hour. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to get you too excited there. It's uh, going to be... A street... I, wow. Yeah. I was... Just watched? Really? For those... You can be yeah. doing whatever you want while you watch. So the, the stream. I know what I'll be doing. X Fire website. 
and is free to everyone. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know what I'll be doing? I'll be right there, streaming it. I bet you will. Whenever it is. <laughs> Whenever it is. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'll probably be playing some other game at the time, but <laughs> for those interested, on December 7th at 12 p.m. Pacific Pacific time, Funcom developers will be giving a one-hour live demo of the upcoming expansion on xfire.com. How exciting. So, the game I've talked about a lot is Back from the Dead. Mythos. Mythos. It lives again. It has been resurrected by Red Banner US. Um, there's an article on MMORPG.com where they have an interview with them. They talk about some of the things that they're planning on doing. Um, I, I'm kind of excited. I liked the game. I don't know if, did you guys ever get a chance to I never had a chance to, no. I, I thought it was uh, cool. Well, go ahead, sorry. Well, all I all I care about is that this this means I can I can come to the conclusion that Hellgate London's coming back to any day now. <laughs> it could be no because this this was the network test bed for Hellgate London, so it was like mm-hmm. a side project that became its own its own game. And I I thought that the original developers for Mythos are actually the guys that went on to do Torchlight. I'm pretty sure that's the case. So I'm guessing... That's that, what, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, that's that's what has me curious. I thought that was the case also. And if that's so, then do, do we need Mythos? I mean, it looked great, but we have Torchlight now. That's yeah, point. and of the two, I, I prefer Torchlight quite a bit over it. I mean, Mythos was cool and all, but Torchlight's, like, way better. And I'm guessing it also means that the folks that are at Red Banner US aren't going to have the actual original developers on hand for this reboot of Mythos. So, yeah. I don't know. We, time will tell, I guess. I don't know. Are, uh, are, you, are you pretty excited, Jason? You have been playing this on day one? Well, I'm... I was never a big fan of Diablo or you know any of those games. So. Kill him! Kill him! Kill well, the I mean, witch! I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I appreciate those games. I mean, I I I, I like what they were, but I wasn't the uber fan, I guess, um, that other people are. So you know, to me, I just I could really care less. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, they, they just you know. They're just—it's just another clone of another game, and eh. well, let's you know, Titan Quest. You know, they—they they did the same thing. You know, that was just another, you know, Diablo-ish clone. Well, yeah, allegedly, you know, with the, the there'll be the new Mythos thing. They're gonna—they're gonna work on introducing new classes and everything. Mm-hmm. There's Torchlight, which is going to go from a single-player game to an MMO. Mm-hmm. And then there's Diablo 3 looming out there on the horizon, which is going to come back and reclaim its which will come lost out flock. In, which will, probably won't come out until 2012, which everybody knows the world is going to end in 2012 anyway, so there is, why there is, even bother? There is, of course, that. So. 
maybe we shouldn't even have covered the story. I, I don't know. <laughs> see, see how it all ties together, man. Um, I just, I just worry about Mythos because, I mean, Torchlight came out, and yeah, it's, a, it's a Diablo clone, but just like Titan Quest, it did it really well, like really well. They're really super enjoyable. What can Mythos do to, to really be out Torchlight right now? So I, it feels like it's gonna end up being some kind of weird like I don't know you, you have the main arc and then you have some kind of weird tangent of fan fiction that's not really as good. Yeah, like, like the like the or or you could just say taking that paradigm a little further like in the in the current comic book genre the whole they killed Captain America oh wait Captain America's coming back oh. They killed Batman. Oh, and it was Darkseid that did it, because giant cosmic deities are the ones that really would want to take Batman out. So mm. it's like, wow, how, how derivative can it become, you know? I don't know. It's just yeah. after, playing, after playing Torchlight, I was kind of like, yeah, Mythos and Dungeon Runners are yeah, kind of forgotten at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, in other exciting news, there's been two new classes revealed for Star Wars The Old Republic. And lo and behold, they appear to have Jedi-like powers. I don't know if anyone else is excited about that, but there's the Sith Inquisitor and the Jedi Counselor. Two new exciting classes. I don't know that it's really a exciting development. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, seriously, I mean, think about it. It's like, okay, so basically now... 50% of your player base is going to be playing some sort of Jedi. That That's kind of all I get out of it. I had wondered. I would like, wondered, well, you know, how are you going to keep these classes, like, equal? And it's They're interesting not. that they've split, they've split them into four, right? There's, there's a traditional Jedi. You're going to have everybody who plays Jedi who's probably going to be 75% of the player base. <laughs> And the other 25% are going to be like, oh, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to play a smuggler. And they're going to be like, oh, fuck, I wish I wanted to pick the smuggler, man. Jedis are so much cooler. I just wonder, what are those little orc-like looking guys from from the, the, the have the, the little tusks and stuff? What do they call it? I can't remember. Gamorreans. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to be a Gamorrean pole dancer. But it doesn't look like that class will be realized till an expansion comes out, I guess. That would have been a little disturbing. That would soothe people. Oh, you've been you're so tired from using your force powers. Come over here and let me rub my tusks along your neck. But well, we don't get to do that right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a disturbing visual. Yeah, well, I was undulating while I did it. <laughs> Uh, Sadly, I, I have to admit that I'm I'm excited about it. I mean, this this is this is the the class that I want to be. Like, I'm I'm not going to be the goody two shoes Jedi. Screw those guys. I'm going to be the Inquisitor. And you know, this this moving off of from the interviews and everything that I watched on Giant Bomb and, and stuff like that. You know, they reiterated the point that this is going to be Star Wars: The Old Republic three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, right. and in Star Wars: The Old Republic, you had just like in Mass Effect or some of the other games that came after it, you had your hard, hardcore badass soldier who tanked stuff. And then you had the other end of the spectrum, which was pretty much a Jedi mage. And th- that's what these guys are, 
from from the interview that I got, you get to spec them two different ways. It seems like a certain amount of variety. I I don't know. I think they're just they're just going with the the philosophy of of Star Wars: The Old Republic. You know, they, they it's mostly Jedi. It's got to be Jedi. I mean, they're making the other classes interesting, but you 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 got to have some force push. You kind of have. Yeah, I, you know, I totally see where they're going with that. It's just that, you know, shit, man. You know, if you're living in a world where there's no, there's nothing else but Jedi, you know, where does everybody else fit in? Well, you know, where where do the, you know, where do even the the poor little bounty hunters fit in? Where they, they're the ones we cut their heads off of. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, in front of their children. It's like where where do you, where do the poor little smugglers fit in? Fuck them. These are extraordinary <laughs> times, and we want to play extraordinary people. I do not want to be a level one shoe shiner. Calling <laughs> <laughs> Han Solo a shoe shiner, Mark? No, that's bullshit, man. Han Solo is the greatest smuggler who ever lived. That's but, right. But I don't want to be an average Joe character. I do that in real life. I want to be. So you're just gonna pick a Jedi, just like every other. Well, I'm going out there. Sith, man, or Sith, whatever. Yeah. Well, the main appeal, the main appeal for me is that this the story. I mean, the if they if they pull off what they're really trying, you know, I I'm not really a PvP kind of person, so I don't have to worry about being a smuggler and having to deal with all these badass Jedi coming around, flipping around like little pixies. Trying to, I'm trying to shoot them. Okay, I don't have to worry about that. I, I get to see this this dark smuggling ring or some kind of you know getting frozen. I want to be froze in some carbonite. <laughs> when I get to do that, I'm good to go. So I, I just ugh, this game this game's made for me. You guys don't have to play. No one else has to play. I just I just need to sub. Totally. Get my lifetime sub on this. You know the thing is is that there's no doubt about. No doubt about it that I'm gonna, I'm not going to be there. I'm I'm going to be there. I'm you know I'm Bioware fanboy through and through. Uh, I I just I, you know my my thing is I just don't want to log in and see like five billion Jedi. Oh, but you will. And me, mm-hmm. like the one those few the proud the the smuggler. <laughs> or the, you know, I'm like the lone smuggler in the group. You know, everybody else is playing Jedi behind me. You know, and I'm like, fuck. That's what's hard about games. It's like, if you try to make a Wheel of Time game, like, nobody would want to be normal. Everybody would want to be a Ace of Die or a... Yeah, or I guess. Ashaman or whatever. Nobody wants to be, you know, Bob the... Bob the Plumber. Guy. Bob the Plumber. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be happy to be Bob the Plumber because I'm gonna know how to clean people's pipes way more than anybody else. That's right. I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> right out of that toilet. It'll be awesome. I, I'm gonna spec rubber hoses. You're gonna spec rubber, rubber hoses. You're gonna spec the and, hoses and. <laughs> yeah, and rotor rooter. I'm gonna I'm gonna plus two proc to rotor rooter. Upgrade your gear and get one of those little vans you pull up at people's houses with. 
I figured yeah. he was going to travel through the toilet. He have a toilet travel power. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. He miniaturizes himself and does like fantastic voyage in the toilet. No doubt. Oh. Awesome. And it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome because people are gonna complain. Um, when I get like my epic gear, I'm still gonna have a huge ass crack when I bend over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no gonna doubt. feel degraded. Level no five crack enhancement installed. Well. Awesome. On that note, shall we uh, cover some general gaming news? I think we shall. General gaming news. Electronic Arts has decided to restructure their pricing concept for Battlefield Heroes. Oh, so yeah. essentially, what ha- what what is what has happened here is that they they started running this game at a certain price point where they said, okay, you can play this game with really no need to purchase anything if you don't want to. Yeah, you, if you played enough, you'd unlock. Yeah, if you, play, if you played enough, you'd be able to unlock certain abilities and, and extra items and whatnot, and you'd still be able to play at a high level and. and you know, there was no problem with that at all. Well, now they decided to restructure things um, at the last second. <laughs> and now gamers end up having to pay to play with the same weapons that they've been using all this time for free. And then, or you have to grind for hours to earn them. And well, well, it's kind of funny. That's kind of, that's kind of what it is. The way that I understood it was that you could play the game and earn in-game currency by playing right. it and buy the same items that you could actually pay for with real exactly. money. And the way they've changed it is that the in-game currency prices are now higher and the real-world money prices for those same items are now cheaper. Right. But now, but see, the thing is is that now is that you'd have to play well, for like a billion that, times longer. That's funny. We've all like heard than what you were able to do yeah. before, I guess. In yeah. Order to achieve in, in order to make those achievements to get those particular items to begin with. So now it basically forces you to go ahead and purchase those items as opposed to just earn them from free gameplay. Yeah, I think we all read it differently because I got that they did the double whammy of making it harder to achieve whatever it is, like more of a grind for that and right. then they increased the cost of the... No, no, it wasn't that. It was is that they increased the the amount of time that it took you to you know, achieve those achievements that you were able to, to get just by playing regularly. And now now it's like, well, it's just so ridiculous you have to pay now in order to just have some kind of competitive advantage. Free ride is over. Yes, so, yes, your free ride is over. In, in this article at Ars Technica, it says one gamer worked out the math to figure out how much he would now have to play to earn a single super weapon. So, 450 VP a day at a maximum of seven VP a game. That's 50 games a day, about four hours worth of playing. He explained. Wow, 50 games in four hours. That sounds pretty appealing. Actually. Yeah, well, no, even then, 50 games in four hours is that even, is that really possible? Uh, I guess so. Says now, when you lose a round, you can only get five VP. So yeah, if you win, you get seven. That's that's optimal. If you lose, it's five. Making the amount of rounds you need to play each day to keep one weapon or, uh, at about 60, which is about five hours of playtime every day for one super uber weapon. 
That may seem dense with in-game jargon, but the point is clear. No one but the most hardcore player will be able to use high-end weapons without paying for it. Well, I'm sure that's not a good way to go. Well, you know, it's not a good way to go, especially if you've been running your game at a, you know, a different in a different way this entire time up to this point. Yeah, it's like they just pulled a rug out from under you. And now you're like, well, geez, we're screwed now. I mean, this is like just spitting in the face of the player base, basically. When you change the rules like this, I, I mean, I think I think it's a, it's a trap. I agree. I agree. You know, I, I don't... You know, I... I this is where the whole, you know, free-to-play concept and microtransaction concept really just doesn't work. It's when the company decides, okay, we're going to change the rules midstream. Okay, well, okay, before it was like this, but now, well, we're not making enough money, so we're going to change it now, so you're going to be forced to pay for some of this. And it's like, well, you should have saw this coming. Yeah. Yeah, you should have saw, well, okay, this particular model is not going to work, so we should just charge these you know, charge the players this right off the bat. You know, if they, if it would have worked out like that, then players wouldn't have anything to complain about. That's it's how it's always been. But now it's like, well, fuck. You know, you, you change you change the rules of the game midstream, and yeah, eventually you're going to end up pissing people off. That's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I agree. I I think um, when it comes to free-to-play gaming, like there there seem there seeming to go back years uh, to kind of like an older an older philosophy of free-to-play games, which in the end makes the player feel like if they don't pay, they're they're pretty much screwed. Um, I was I really Battlefield uh, Heroes wasn't really for me, uh, just because I mean it's it's a it's a a third-person shooter that's overly overall skill-based. It has some customization, but you do have to play it a lot and make sure that keep your your you know skills sharp. And and um, I, I really thought that EA understood that you know they're going to come out with these cosmetic items. It's going to be a free-to-play um, microtransaction system that's not needed. Uh, that that you can you they'll, they'll make money off of that. And, and they're trying to go back to something that forces you to use these things, like Rohan, like, uh, I guess, Requiem, Bloody Mare, those older generation free-to-play games that are just grind-heavy. And grind is never good. It's, it's going to stop this thing from growing any further. So it, it kind of just saddens me, really. Yeah, I hate to see that. I was excited for this game. But... What else going on? You could buy the saboteur. You could play it, but if you want some nudity, you gotta play it a little bit more and pay <laughs> for a little bit more. <laughs> and then Swan Song the Saboteur uh, comes with a code that allows you to unlock some new areas in a mini game and maybe and the ability to show nudity. Um, but if you buy the game used, the code will not work, so you'll be forced to buy the boobs 
for 400 Microsoft points or $5. Just another way to squeeze a little cash. Wow. Out of you. I've never heard of the saboteur till now. Yeah, I think it's like a yeah, you know, so it's an, it's like an action adventure. Huh. It's really cool. It's a, you play the role of a, a a saboteur in Paris during World War II, and any place that's controlled by the Nazis is all black and white, and the only place that's color are red Nazi insignias. And then as you liberate areas. Uh, they come back to life with color, kind of like Pleasantville. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the main character is Irish, um, and every uh, like health-based things are all dealing alcohol. Of course, right. they have to they have to you know continue with that stereotype. But it's uh, they do a really good job of it, as I can say. Yes. Wow. But are the boobies going to be black and white? That's that's my only. Concern. Yeah, that better be color. <laughs> I'm sure they have full color. Wow, Microsoft announces games on demand for Windows. Yeah, they finally get on the whole uh, digital distribution bandwagon. Gee, if only Steam hadn't done it right <laughs> the first three time around. Years ago. Oh, wait a minute, they already did. Oh, bummer. Uh, Microsoft has announced that they're going to launch games for Windows Live. Uh, PC gaming for service that will soon play host to full live-enabled, digitally distributed games. Live-enabled meaning, I'm taking this to mean that it'll be working exactly like Xbox Live. That's what I would think. Where there's achievement points to to unlock with all their games. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, those type of games are quite limited. Yeah. It could be. I'm sure um, that's what they're going to do. You know, right now... Yeah, I really hope... Oh, go ahead, Eric. I, I really hope they use the... Um, I really hope they use this to, to add on the achievements that are missing because when Noah was talking about the achievement for, you know, going through the entire game in Mirror's Edge without using a pistol, right. I'm like, hey, I'll try that, but there's that idea that, man, there's that I don't want to be an achievement for it, but I'm not going to get anything. Yeah, you don't get that achievement for it if you play it on the PC version, and that's the, you know... And that's how it is for a lot of the PC versions of games. Is that you don't there's no there's no achievements attached to it. Uh, Bioware did something with their <laughs> with their PC version of their own little community. Yeah, site? they did their own little community site where you could unlock achievements. I guess um, they're not the same as Xbox achievements, but you can you know they're still you know you know if you do like a if you have a romance with a NPC. That's an achievement unlock on there, right. and you can track it. There's there's a whole list of stuff like that if, when you when you play through the game, but it's not attached to Xbox Live whatsoever. Um, which I kind of find a little bizarre. You know, it's like if you know if they could have just talked to each other a little bit and said, okay. We'd like to tie these into you. I, you know, I'm not sure how that all works. Yeah, it would be. But a lot of these games are not, you know, a lot of companies nowadays are just like, fuck, fuck Microsoft. We're not going to, you know, we don't care about the whole achievement, you know, score thing, you know. So why even worry about it? We're going to create our own achievement system, and that's how we're going to do it. And 
Ubisoft has done that um, fairly recently, I think, with their uh, Uplay right. uh, service. So if you happen to play um, Assassin's Creed 2 uh, using their Uplay service, which actually, and then what they do is they tie that in now with the Xbox Live service. So so as you're playing, as you're playing Assassin's Creed 2, and you're logged on, and you and you create a UPlay account at the same time, you'll be able to unlock achievement points, and those achievement points you can then turn into Ubi the Ubisoft site, which will allow you to unlock. Um, I unlocked a tomb the other day, like wow. a special tomb that I was able to run through in in, in Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, you can also unlock stuff like extra knives that you can carry around with you. I think there's a there's actually a, a premium theme um, that you can unlock with certain points, and it's just by playing. You don't have to pay extra. For right. Uh, it's just by playing the game you get to unlock these points with. So I think Ubisoft is on the right track with what they're what they're doing here with this. Um, the whole games for Windows Live thing. There's just not enough games out there yeah. uh, to really care about. I played Grand Theft Auto 4, which was live-enabled on Windows, and I got the PC version of that. Um, so, yeah, you get the achievement points. It even shows up on your Xbox Live account as being Grand Theft Auto 4 no, that's slash right. PC. Right. You know, so it shows the achievements for that. But um, I'm just wondering if they're finally... You know, giving in and deciding, well, you know, okay, you know, we can do a little bit better, and and by offering, by by being able to sell these games through our service, you know, people will be like, oh, okay, we're more prone to to purchase the PC version through through Microsoft because now we have all these achievement points right. that are uh, available to unlock. So. I, know, I think they are ca- kind of catering to the whole I wish achievement whore side of everybody. I wish, <laughs> and, I, and I admit, I'm one of them. I just wish the PC games would just be Xbox Live. Like, there'd be no difference. Right, and that, that's know? what I would have hoped, too, but games aren't like that right yeah, now. I know. That would be... Oh, well. What are you going to do? Well, finally, we have a pretty good story. As Jason describes him, the most miserable jackass in the world. Well, he, you know, and he admits it himself, which is kind of like the sad, sick, sick thing about it. Eric Estevillo, um, he, he's the pro, pro plaintiff gamer that everybody has grown to know, know and love. Uh, he's been suing everybody left and right. He sued Microsoft, he sued Sony, uh, Activision Blizzard. Uh, He's probably sued your mom at some point in time. If he could, he would. (laughs) (laughs) Or he subpoenaed her. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Anyway, this guy, he's... You know, all I could think of him is just like this miserable, tragic figure. He's obviously mentally disturbed. There's no, there's no other explanation for it. But he's appeared in the in the gaming news at least, 
all you know for the past three or four months, you know, raising lawsuits, you know, against big companies, whether it be Nintendo, Activision Blizzard, Microsoft, Microsoft Sony. Um, he has yet to win a case. Um, his first case should be coming up fairly soon. Actually, it's you know, like tomorrow. Or or the day after. No, you know what? Which they, is uh, the end of Sony's thirty day. They, they actually um, there was an update. Oh really? I, I did Sony, not see this. Sony actually did bring in a a, a lawyer, and so it's not going to be an automatic hundred eighty thousand form. No contest. <laughs> He's going to have to actually show. He's going to have to actually show up to court. Yeah. So too bad. So sad. Uh, you know, in joystick.com has this this brutal interview with this guy. Well, we, we'll talk about the one thing that struck me, and I I read the whole thing because it was like watching a car wreck. Pardon, sorry, Noah. Um, <laughs> and it, it was like I I could not I could not believe. Okay, either either the person writing the article was really good and made this guy not sound like an idiot, or this guy has some fairly well thought out arguments even though they're based in like so the 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 arguments are based in crap but the way he presents them are pretty well are pretty well done so well, I that's mean what, he uses you know, Mark, sentences Mark, that's what psychopaths do yeah I'm just okay. saying I'm just saying for someone who's on all kinds of medicine and you know all kinds of meds and everything for his mental conditions he he seems pretty lucid in this interview I mean I, I mean he, he seems pretty with it, I don't know what your thoughts were, but well, it's just it, you know, it's just interesting reading this this interview. He, you know, they, they they ask him, well, how do you finance all these multiple lawsuits? And he says, I'm on disability, so I get supplemental security income benefits for a total of eight hundred dollars a month. I don't get a lot of money; it's only eight hundred dollars. So when I file my cases, I always ask for a fee waiver. You fill it out, and they grant you the fee waiver, which I've been granted in all of my cases because I can't afford to file since I'm on disability. Since I'm not paying a lawyer, I represent myself in all cases. So he's representing himself. He's the defend. He is the defense in his case. He, he does not have a lawyer representing him, according to you know just what I read right there. He is it. He's the yeah. So. There, there's a ding against him right off the bat because when you're, you know, when you're going to court against, you know, against a big company that that has multiple lawyers, and you're the only, and you're the one who's acting as the defense by yourself, well, you're already at a disadvantage. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem that the judge finds it amusing either. No. Describes his. And then they ask him why he subpoenas celebrities rather than experts. That's perhaps the best part. Yes. Um, so the two expert witnesses that he subpoenaed. Oh, there's more. Oh. There's more. He's he's subpoenaed uh, Bill Gates and a couple rappers. Oh, I didn't know about the. Oh, yes. but Martin Gore and Winona Ryder. Yes, uh, Martin Gore from Depeche Mode and Winona Ryder. Because Martin Gore has suffered yes. a lot. <laughs> and, and that was perhaps the best part was Martin Gore through his lyrics. You can tell that he's sad, lonely, <laughs> alienated. 
I just saw that and I was like, what? And then and then he, he subpoenaed Winona, Winona Ryder because her liking of The Catcher in the Rye and mine. I always <laughs> read the book. Why is it always somebody who reads The Catcher in the Rye? I, I, Why is it psychopaths always read The Catcher in the Rye? What is it? <laughs> he's, he's fairly lucid and, you know, and I, it seems to make sense. No, he's not because, any, you know, it's like The Catcher in the Rye. It's like a... It, it's that's like the the trigger. <laughs> that's what. What is it with that book? It's what. Causes it's always it's always the catcher in the rye. He read the catcher in the rye. This dude's a fucking psycho. And I don't know what it is with that book. When I mean, you're talking Lee Harvey Oswald and numerous others who have always been cited as having read the catcher in the rye. Well, the catcher and in the they're rye. all psychos. That's why it's always getting burned, you know. I I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. Maybe our English major can can illuminate us. <laughs> Eric, no, no, sorry, dude. Yeah. No, this this has nothing to do with that book. It, it's all up in his head. So we need we need a psych major on the show. <laughs> Because, I mean, the thing is, like, I, I don't know, like, you can guess at things like he's he's reaching out for some help, he's gone through this crazy stuff because he's got no friends, well, so he's certainly got that. attention now. You know, the funny thing is, is that I've read interviews with him and he says, yeah, everything you've read is correct, I have no friends, because right. I make all of my friends online, and I'm like, really? I mean, online friends? Even then, I'd find that highly suspect. That anybody would like this person because he seems so freaking miserable. He never said he had online friends. He just said he socializes online. Right. Socializes. So, so yeah. he says he has no friends. So I think by socializing, he means he sues, he <laughs> threatens, <laughs> controls. I guess. I don't know, man. I just... Or he just. He just performs emotes on people. Oh, that could be. <laughs> Constantly teabags people. Teabags and emotes. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I don't know. I just, you know, I'm kind of shocked though that it's even got this far. I mean, why doesn't somebody just say, "Okay, this guy is just full of shit. Let's just end this now." I'm surprised Blizzard's tack lawyers haven't come. Like the the whole story by the WoW glider guy of how they came and and mm-hmm. talked about, oh, how's your girlfriend doing? Because they've been, you know, there've been some level of surveillance and. Like, I, I'm surprised they didn't just come and, you know, make this guy feel like, you know, his life was in danger or something. I don't know, maybe because they looked at this guy and so, found that he was what? just so damn pathetic that... Yeah, it's a it's a pretty... Inter- it'll be interesting to see what happens with all four lawsuits and if they really are the last ones, because he claims this is it. Yes. And when he's going to give it to charity. Yeah, Some percentage of it to charity. Mm-hmm. It's all an intellectual inter- uh, exercise. So, uh, I don't know. So sad. Well, that that sad note ends our our coverage of the week in gaming for this week. Um, I think it's time for some blog of stereo. And now it's time for Logosteria segment is being sponsored by Sinkane and Tobal. Yay! Sinkane and Tobal, two brothers BFFs. locked 
in immortal battle. The, 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 each side of their face painted black and white, but yes. their images... Kind of like that, that Star Trek episode. Exactly. Where we, you know, yeah, one was like black and white, and the other was black and white and black, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly him. exactly exactly. Is that where the uh, the furries um, find that they're <laughs> really not on a planet, but they're on the back of a giant bull? No, 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 no. no. Totally to- uh, different episode, man. Toast. Okay. <laughs> um. So two two blogosteria favorites. Uh, on display here tonight. Uh, the whole start of this happened to happened to come about because a, a debate rose on why Warhammer Online failed. Um, failed when when you know what? Fail. It, it's a blood genius game. And and basically, all this could have been settled by just a few simple words. The game sucked. Period. Simplifier. End of story. You know, you could have just said that, and the debate would have been over with. But no, Tobal and Sincain had to had to go on long on these long, elaborate blog posts about why why Warhammer failed, and they both just went off on each other, and and it ended up something like this. Goes a little something like this. And, and and but it brings up a a pretty valid topic, I, I think, when it's all said and done with. And and that and that question is, is that can can you honestly pass judgment on an MMO after only one month of playtime? Uh, no. So, huh? no. Now well, listen. So, Tobald. Tobald writes, and Kane wrote a reply to his blog yesterday about my blog post, blah, 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 that 60% of Warhammer players were World of Warcraft tourists and bases that on the number of people leaving after only one month. He says, because unless you are a believer in the Eurogamer method of MMO evaluation, for most players, a month or less is not enough to fully evaluate a game, especially an MMO, especially in its first month first month of release. I think that statement is total nonsense. According to Sincane, after playing an MMORPG for a month, you are not yet able to say whether that game is fun to play for you or not. Ridiculous! Players are not game reviewers. Sincane cites Eurogamer for comparison, but you'd expect a game reviewer to play a game even if, even if it wasn't much fun in order to write a complete review. And even a game reviewer will almost never play a game for over a month before writing his review because he simply does not get that much time between receiving a review copy and publishing deadline. According to Nikki, the average MMO RPG gamer plays over 20 hours per week, nearly 100 hours per month. You can't expect a reviewer to play a game for over 100 hours before forming an opinion and writing a review. Okay, so that that's kind of just the... The gist of what Tobald has to say. Well, Sin Kane, of course, could not let that go. <laughs> round, round two. Yeah, round two. So Sin Kane says, well, what he read from that line is that you must play a game X hours before you can determine if you like it, like a game or not, which is, of course, silly. Obligatory Eurogamer shot aside. The point of the above is, is that real MMO fans should know more or less what to expect in the first month of any MMO. 
and given that baseline, certain reasons for leaving a game in a month, uh, one just does not apply, in my opinion. Uh, for starters, anyone who is experienced in an MMO from the start knows that a game's worst day from a tech coding perspective is always day one. Uh, there's a good reason the first month of any MMO, you will see most hot fixes and last-minute patches. Um, it also is the reason why MMO Many MMO gamers today apply a mandatory, <laughs> mandatory three to six month waiting period to avoid <laughs> just these issues. For everyone else, you make the same conscious trade of polish and functionality for the rush that is a new MMO, regardless, regardless of who makes the MMO. Um, so they go on and on and on trade pot shots. So I think just the baseline question here is, is that can you validly judge an MMO after one month of gameplay? And that's the question I present to you guys. No, you can't, but I always do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so expound upon that, Mark. Well, you, you know, within moments you get, really, within moments you get a feel for the polish level of the game. Be it, you know, smooth, smooth, movement, good voice acting, good gameplay, uh, content that's there to, you know, tell you what to do, a tutorial that's good enough to get you going but not overbearing. You know, those those factors kind of tell you right right off in the first 15 minutes something about the game. For instance, your Star Trek Online experience was not one that you didn't... It wasn't well received by you. We can't talk about that, Mark. No, it's under India. My, my my experience with World of Warcraft when I first logged in was very positive. I thought it was it was really cool. You know? Right. My experience with City of Heroes was the hero builder. I was like, oh my god, this is you know awesome. Um, other games though, like uh, Fallen Earth, you know, I, I I still have trouble getting beyond the the clunky movement. I've never got into all the other good stuff that I know that's in the game, because I can't see beyond that. So I think most people, while they'll while they'll maybe would agree, you know, like take the high road and say, yeah, you do need to, to properly evaluate an MMO, you need to play it for a certain amount of time, or you need to be exposed to, you know, more content than the starter zone. I think we pretty much make up our mind pretty, pretty early in the process. How about you, Noah? What do you... Uh, think do you go into an MMO and you think well okay you know within the first hour or two you know what I've seen is pretty much what I'm going to see the first hour or two no what it's a, I like how Jason phrases the question to Mark as a month but then when it comes to me it's just <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you a month too was, Noah if you really want me to he thinks. Uh, I I think it. Uh, I think you can make a solid opinion about a game within a month, provided that in that month you only play it for one hour, uh, because unless the well, like one hour at a time. I mean, I'm just no. asking. Uh, an hour at a time, or what do you mean by an hour at a time? Well, you, well, you said that. You said one hour. Provided that you play one hour. No, I'm say I what I said, and maybe it cut out when I was saying it is, I do believe that you can make an a, a credible opinion about an MMO 
in its first month, provided that in that first month you don't play it for only one hour okay. period. I'm saying that over that first month, you do put a substantial number of hours in it. You play it as your only game. You're playing it five to ten hours a week at least, and you get a substantial way up in the levels. And I think the exception would be, unless the game's going to plan on having, and I don't think many MMOs do plan on this, but unless it's planning on having a Star Wars Galaxy-esque new game experience where everything is totally changed, you're just going to see polishing and additions to the fundamental concepts that are there. Now, you can look at Age of Conan as an example where the game was really buggy, so it was hard to get the core experience until a year later for some people because those bug fixes needed to be implemented for the game to be stable enough for you to even play it for a month long. And that could be a potential exception to what I was talking about. Eric, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I'm going to say that one month... Well, you know, it's it's tough because this the, these whole series of posts... Like, what are they really talking about? <laughs> like, I just... It just tires me. It just This is just another set of posts that just really just tires me out. I mean, yes, one month is is good enough if you're looking at the game properly. If your intent is to farm information from this. You can get a month's worth. I, I, I the, the write-up that's going to be posted soon, I focused on, you know, the visual aspects of the game and some kind of, like, design philosophies of Algonon Online and Alods, uh, no, Algonon and Alods Online, you know? And I took it, I, I approached it just like I approached, like, critically reading a book. You know, there are certain things that you have to organize there are certain ideas that you have to make sure to pick out of it, and you're not going to be able to understand end game rating, of course, right? But the, some of the main things that that draw you to a game, it's art design, the way it tells a story, um, the way you level, the feel of leveling, you know? Uh, if this game, it, all of, every single MMO is all about grinding, but if it's able to trick you, into thinking you're not you're not grinding out levels because you're interested in the story or you're just pretty much enveloped in the world then it's it's succeeding in some way and and if it doesn't catch you it's it's not going to get you through that first Good month point. so i don't know these 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 guys just they just get so angry <laughs> I just want to just want to pat them on the head and just put a pacifier <laughs> in their mouth little babies I don't know, what blows me away about both of these guys is that they can't go like a whole month without referencing World of Warcraft in either one of their posts. It's hilarious. I think I, even Tobald's Dragon Age review had some reference to World of Warcraft in it, which I found kind of humorous. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I played the, the, the last MMO that I played was Champions Online. And I did a review on that, and I played that for a good solid month. And after that month, I wrote, you know, I I did I did our review uh, for it. Um, and I can honestly say, yeah, I I saw all that I needed to see in order to make a proper evaluation of it. You know, I do think I do okay. think it does take a you know a good decent month's worth of playing 
you know, I, I you know, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt of saying, okay, well, you can patch like all these, you know, extra bug fixes or whatever at the last second or whatever. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know, if you guys were going to put out a good game, you would have put it out to begin with. Um, you can't, you can't polish a turd, <laughs> in my opinion. You know, and I'm, I'm not champions saying online a turd. No. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you know, you know, you know when a game is a turd. Yeah, you do. You know, right off the bat, and you can't polish a turd. And Algonor. <laughs> what? I don't know. I I don't have any experience with that game, so I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Powers. But yeah, well, that was pretty sweet. Uh, anyway, uh, but you know what I mean. I mean, you can't. You know, you, you play a game for a while. You know, you know, you know a turd when you see it, and you can't polish it. You know, no matter, you know, no matter how many months pass by Absolutely. after the initial release, you're gonna know it right off the bat. So, uh, you know, I, I I feel that you know at least a decent month's worth of evaluation is, you know, probably pretty standard. Uh, you know, as far as an MMO is concerned. Yep, and I, yep, and I, I, I understand that, and I, uh, I, I really, through your review, um, I, I appreciate the fact that it, it came out that yes, Champions Online is worth a, a lifetime sub, <laughs> and um, I, no, anyone who bought a lifetime subscription um, has a foresight that is almost superhuman. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, I also appreciated that tag yes. as well. Yes, yes, and I'm just going to tell everyone who's listening right now, uh, um, a new reign of the podcast has 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 come over the land. Uh, lifetime subs, good idea. <laughs> go go and buy them John, all brother. right now. <laughs> when you, do, yeah. so you, you look get at all that. kinds of cool perks like instant access to the Star Trek online closed beta. Yes, which you you are currently playing, right, Eric? Well, no. What they what they did is they realized that I wouldn't like the game, so they just went ahead and just continually had my status as applied and not letting me in the game because they knew I wouldn't like it. I mean, they're really they concerned. spared you, right? They spared you the agony, which is, which is yeah. good. <laughs> that's good customer service, is all I can say. I didn't have to put in a support ticket or anything. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Well, I don't think that either of these bozos posts are. Uh achievement worthy since it's pretty much just the same old song and dance from these two guys. No. And you know and, and I, I will I'll, I'll issue a challenge to both of these guys. You know, go go a month without referencing World of Warcraft. Or or you know what you can even do, you can even creatively reference it as the the game that cannot be named. You know, just for God's sake, just stop. 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 Talking about World of Warcraft to make a comparison to something else that you're trying to talk about. I mean, when I when I saw the Tobal review of Dragon Age Origins and he referenced World of Warcraft in it, I I just my brain exploded. I was like, come on, are you really referencing World of Warcraft when you're talking about a completely different game? Come on, man. Apparently so. It's just the best comparison so. tool ever. And if if I ever start referencing World of Warcraft to to compare Assassin's Creed 2 
But just the, fucking shoot me. The problem with the new Batman. <laughs> the problem with the, yeah, the is, problem with is, Modern is, Warfare Two is that it doesn't follow the conventions of World of War. <laughs> yeah, just just fucking shoot me. If only the new Peggle were more like World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bejeweled, man. If they were, if Bejeweled would only incorporate the wonderful jewel crafting of World of Warcraft. Yeah, guild chat system is not. The Baron's chat is missing as well. I don't know. Anyway, that was our Blogosteria segment. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to contact us, you can always reach us at mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmask.com. You can also reach us on our Twitter feed at channel, at twitter.com slash. C-H-A-N-N-E-L. M-A-S-S-I-B-E. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's do that one again. It's just... Channel Mask. <laughs> Wait, no, not two H's. No. Well, for those of you who can spell, it should be a relatively easy task. <laughs> and if you can't, you probably shouldn't no. try writing. Yeah, this. like me. I never Twitter us. I never tweet. <laughs> Thank you so much, too, to Blimple Gecko for being on the yeah. show with us. Sucker. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I I think I think we should uh should now work on our awkward silence to end this podcast. <laughs>